sides of the story Two sides of the story Two sides of the story With Tom and Sean Welcome to Two Sides of the Story. That's Sean Sides. And that's Tom Sides. Sean, we got a real treat for this episode. Um, we're doing another triangle, getting three sides together. Um, we got a cousin that you have yet to meet in life, which is pretty sweet. Uh, one I've gotten to know quite well when I turned 21. She came into my life and haven't been able to shake her since. Uh <laughs> She, you know, we got really close and then she even had me be the MC at our wedding. So let me introduce to you our cousin, Deanna Sides. Hi, guys. Hi, Deanna. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. It's pretty fun to be able to do this podcast with Thomas, but to bring other sides into that I haven't met is pretty damn cool. Yeah, it's really interesting getting to listen to it, too. Like, I haven't met your sister, Jen, and when I was listening to it, it was like, really intriguing so yeah it's awesome Love yeah it. i bet she's yeah. <laughs> into some weird shit for sure sorry jen <laughs> so judgmental about the akashic record records man i'm supportive yeah. too <laughs> supportive in the sense i just let her have it and go okay cool yeah whatever <laughs> you know what's hey, weird to me diana like seeing you already i can see like sides of resemblance between you and jen right it's kind of crazy yeah, it's interesting for sure. I can see like my sister in you just looking which, at you, which is kind of funny how that works. It's funny because all of the sides have the same eyes. Like, yeah. it's really weird. I mentioned it, it on the sure. show, like every, all the sides, older men, like you see it on all the uncles is like this part from the bridge of the nose up. Like they're all the same. They look exactly like Bernie. Like you can do like one of these and you just don't know who you're talking to. It's right fun. it's crazy well we can always That's tell funny. when it's uncle larry because that guy's old as hell i know <laughs> but still classy still classy. he is yeah he, your dad he, turned 70 this year is that right he's turning 71 in november oh, 71 okay crazy yeah getting up there sides he getting old. Yeah, yeah he had us quite late in life so you know he's he's up there yeah that yeah. makes sense my pops yeah. turned 65 this year so he's getting up there too wow. yeah I, it's, it's like it's crazy to think because every time I talk to my dad about like the brothers I'm like so how old is so-and-so and how old is so-and-so and he has to do like the math to like go backwards he's like okay Jack's a year older than me and then there's me and then you know yeah. Roddy and then Steve and then he goes to the other four so it's like it's really weird it's funny because there's such a dynamic you know what I mean and it's crazy that in total there's like eight brothers basically within the spectrum right which is pretty yeah. crazy and like not knowing many of them I'm sure yourself too right like how many uncles do you personally know that you've met realistically like Chris and Mike came later in my life um yeah. I know your dad from like when grandma passed away and yeah Ken passed away and things like that but before that not so much and yeah. Roddy he came into the picture much later in life too so even after Thomas and Chris. So it's, it's weird. And For Roddy sure. still lives in Barry. So it's like, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. That is crazy. Were you, you know born that? in Barry? I was born in Toronto. Um, okay. My parents moved up to Barry when I was six months old. Okay. Gotcha. So. I was born in Barry coincidentally. It's crazy. eh? 
Yeah, I know. It's just one a city that kind of our family's always been around, right? Like in different ways. And it's weird yeah. to me. It's fun going back there because I like lived there till I was five, right? So I have like some memories of like Centennial Park and certain things like that that I'll go there and be like, whoa, like I went and saw Grandma June and Grandpa Ken when I was 19. We like drove down there. We didn't come and see like it was so stupid because if we'd come to see Larry then too, or if you guys had come over, then we would have met then, which is kind of funny. But yeah didn't work it's, out I guess for whatever reason it's definitely like a weird dynamic with like my dad and his mom and Ken because Ken is his stepfather right yeah. so um we've seen my grandma June and Ken like I don't even call him grandpa because it's I don't know he wasn't really around for us yeah so um yeah like we've seen him maybe once a month when they were alive but okay. again he they died when I was like 13 14 so pretty young I don't really remember very much of them because you don't yeah. see them very much like Christmas and Thanksgiving they'd come over but right yeah I know what you mean it's weird yeah. for me too like in that sense because I didn't know like most of my grandparents like distant memories of Bernie when I was a kid at Christmas he came over a couple times like basically the same thing you're saying right it's like yeah. weird that we didn't have like strong strong patriarchs and matriarchs of our family name to be like Okay, everybody, screw all the bullshit, hang out. <laughs> you know? Exactly, right? Kind of funny in that way, for sure. Yeah, and I know my dad, like, held a lot of resentment towards Bernie, like my grandfather, yeah, because yeah. he left when he was so young. Yeah, so my I dad did was... too, which is weird, yeah. you know? It's funny, like, with stuff like that, all the dynamics in a large family, <laughs> and now we as cousins can all just be like, eh, we don't care about their crap. Let's just be friends and cousins. <laughs> What's this drama? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's funny following the trails of drama, like me and Thomas have done a lot of talking about the family, this, that, and the other, or just both just like, what? Like, right? who well, cares? When I first, exactly. when I first got Deanna like, on Facebook. Done something. Sorry, when I first got Deanna okay. on Facebook, I had to like go and call my dad to be like, who is this person? yeah <laughs> can we talk about that story for a minute yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> take it go ahead so um my dad's brother jack they're only a year apart oh hang on uh, decline that i was just getting a phone call no idea what that was um <laughs> it was like a peterborough number i'm like nope decline um so my dad's brother jack they're pretty close like they would talk weekly and whatever um I saw on his Facebook that he had commented on Thomas's Facebook saying happy birthday nephew. And I was like, who the heck is this Thomas person? Like, so I go to my parents and like, do I have a cousin named Thomas? And they're like, yeah, I think they're like, he's Paul's age, which Paul is my brother two years older. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, weird. Okay. Whatever. So I add him. I'm like, Hey, I think we're related. <laughs> that was our start of our relationship. Like, that's funny. And that's why, like, I can tell from the last name we're probably cousins. Whose right? kid are you? <laughs> <laughs> like, it was just such a random way to start a relationship with a cousin. Like, you don't know they exist for, like, 21 years of your life. But, yeah, you have a picture together when you're, like, four or five. Yeah, yeah. that's funny so, for sure. Yeah, it's it's definitely crazy. But in the same sense, it's like we all got connected in that sense right oh for sure it's one of the better it's parts funny, of like, social for, media oh yeah. yeah definitely yeah it's funny from like my perspective because my dad like talked about all of his brothers growing like me growing up so i 
always like had this mystery of them, but he, he could go through the list and like name every child and when they were born and like, you know, their age difference between like Josh and Jen, obviously were the first born of the sides next generation. And then I was like in the middle of like Allison and Kate and like, are you older than Kate and Allison? What's that? Sorry. Are your siblings older than Kate and Allison? Yeah. By like a couple years. I think Kate is like, Kate is similar to age and Josh, but a little bit younger. And Allison is like, I think six months younger than me. I never never told this on the podcast, but where I went to high school, I left in grade 11. But the year that I left was the year Kate started working there. Oh, weird. Yeah. So she started working like the resource department and like knew people like, like we're friends of mine. Like I left like just like before I graduated and then she started working there. So like everyone was just like, uh, like she was going by like Miss Sides, like, do you know Thomas Sides? She was like, yeah, he's my cousin. We don't really talk much, but yeah, he's my cousin. And then like, yeah. So like, I missed her just by like a hair. It was crazy. It's crazy. crazy. Yeah. It's funny. Like if a few things were a little bit different in the history of our parents, we would all like know each other and have grown up together. And like, it's but so weird. On that, that side, on, that that side, on that side, like, Thomas might not be around because, like, if Bernie had stayed with June, yeah, yeah, he never would have met Thomas or like Chris's mom, right? So, yeah, like, that's crazy too, right? It's weird. Like, like, I haven't really like I've messaged Uncle Mike a few times, but I haven't gotten to know him know him very well yet. But I'm excited to do that too, right? Like, it's another uncle of ours, and it's so weird, like the dynamic, right? There's all these strangers out there that look like me a little bit and sound like, like <laughs> it's so weird, like. I'm excited to get to know them. Like me and Thomas, you know, kind of were able to find each other and start talking and we made this podcast and stuff. And it's like, I have all these other relationships with cousins that I can make, you know what I mean? Like yourself included, we're, we're talking now. So it's never yeah. too late. Right. <laughs> I can't wait till you get comfortable like- enough to call him uncle Sparky. Yeah. <laughs> do you call him uncle Sparky? Have you met Mike Flots? I've met Mike. Um, I do not call him uncle Sparky. <laughs> he does to me. <laughs> when when i see his artistic stuff that he posts online i'm like that's uncle michael because that's very like artistic and then yeah. in my mind uncle mike is like i don't know like he's still mysterious in a way but he's still fun like nice. when he came here um for a pig roast that thomas his dad and mom and uh, michelle came to uh he showed up and i will never forget this in a daisy duke plaid shirt and like cut off jeans and I was like in a straw hat and I was like no way <laughs> that's awesome he seems to be our most colorful uncle that's for sure uh, he's, he is. Uh, he's the best though like he's so out there and so like his outlook on life is just one perspective of just no one else thinks like this like I, I used to remember sitting in like the truck that he used to have and my dad and him would talk and just like there's similarities, but what the things that made them so different were hilarious to me. Like Uncle Sparky is the kind of guy who'll show up midwinter wearing like 18 layers and with a jean jacket on top and like a wool scarf that I think someone knit for him. He's just <laughs> he's such a character and he's just so fun to have around. Like, I, I saw him the other day. I uh, went and met him for coffee and we just, you know, shot the shit for like an hour. And he's just a great guy to, to have around. And he said he'd come on the podcast. So it's pretty fucking sweet, actually. Yeah, awesome. I'm excited. Excited for that one as well, for sure. So, so yeah. you're married, Deanna? 
I am. Yes. Um, how did you meet your husband? <laughs> In a gym. <laughs> nice working out. So we were both gym rats and we would spend hours in the gym. I gave up that after I met him. I was like, who needs to work out now? Mission accomplished. I don't need to go here anymore. (laughs) Right? (laughs) So yeah, we met almost 10 years ago and uh, we've been married for two now. So nice. yeah, we uh, met, I moved up with him into Sudbury, which is three and a half hours north of Barrie. And uh, we had a house up there. We recently moved here to Barrie again because okay. everything just pulled me back to Barrie. Like I've got my Nana here. I've got my brother. I've got my parents. Like my family's here. So it, it was hard because we were a very close-knit family. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so I talked him into moving here. And he's from a small town called Espanola. Which, okay. if you ask Thomas, is right next to the Manitoba border. <laughs> this is <laughs> not is actually not. <laughs> true. So, Danny has a friend <laughs> named Josh, one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. Honestly, heart of gold. But I think he has a nickel fucking head. Because when I was texting him, going like, hey, I'm probably going to pass through Espanola. You know how far it is from like the Manitoba border? He goes, oh, it's right fucking there. Like, he, you'll cross it. You're basically in Espanola. And I'm like, fucking sweet. Yeah. And then I crossed the Manitoba border on my road trip, and it is like seven hours. <laughs> from the border <laughs> like out of the right way there. kind of and i'm With telling the Dana, of ontario that is pretty much right there right because it's a big <laughs> fucking province <laughs> i mean anywhere in ontario you go it's gonna take you three four hours so this is true yeah uh, so i've like, done that trip a here few I times am, like, I'm, Edmonton. I'm seven hours in i'm hoping to stop in like Sudbury for lunch because diana's been like talking up this one like little like chicken joint this whole time yeah. i've been going and like, well, I go, oh fuck! I'm not stopping in Espanola now. Like, he made it seem like it's just, you know, you're gonna cross, you're gonna get into Ontario. Boom! Welcome to Espanola, and then we'll have like breakfast or something. I'm like, cool, I'll do that. And then seven <laughs> hours later, I'm just like, fucking Josh. <laughs> Someone get this man a map, please. Like, explain to him. It's not the so same Espanola, thing. Like. And it's like a population in Espanola of maybe 5,000 people, maybe. Okay. Yeah. It's and like a majority of it last is, names. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like, and it's crazy because Josh and Danny are best friends, but they look like twins. Like, the entire time we were in Jamaica for our wedding, everyone kept saying to us, Which one's your husband of the twins? And I was like, They're not twins. <laughs> They're not. <laughs> And then at the wedding, I kept having to tell the photographer, I'm like, look for the guy with the flower on his chest, because that's the groom. That's funny. It's yeah. funny, too, like with best friends, sometimes they assimilate to each other's patterns of life and like gestures and mannerisms. So they become more and more like each other as their friendship grows, too. Right. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's very true. And like, cool. even with even with their age gap, like they don't really act that way. They're both so like if you can see behind me. It's all Pittsburgh Penguin stuff because that's yeah. Danny's all about Pittsburgh. Like that's funny. Any, any relation to Pittsburgh or just that was the team he chose? Danny has like a a deep love for Sidney Crosby, and it goes very, very, very deep. Yeah, and you can was a fan say, before, no? Pardon? He was a fan before, though, no? I don't even know. 
like, like if you go in the history of the <laughs> penguins, like they have a storied like history with like Mary Lemieux, Yamir Yager, like people oh, have yeah. gone through the organization that made them great. And yeah. then like Sidney Crosby comes around to help keep that tradition alive. But also you got to keep in mind, like Danny also has the same birthday as Sidney Crosby m- minus like the year he was born. So like yeah. August 7th is Danny's birthday. And the only reason I remember that is because Danny keeps on telling you it's the same day as Sidney Crosby. Like talk to him That's for funny. five minutes. You'll know he loves Sidney Crosby. It's fucking disgusting. So if he met Sidney, Cro- if he meets Sidney Crosby or if he's met him, did he run up and be like, we have the same birthday? No, no, he'll probably <laughs> no. just come. I'm pretty sure he face. would do that. I would totally do that, so that's why I ask. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he would do it. Like his goal is to go to the East Coast in the off season and find Sidney Crosby. And I was like, "Nice, just go to Cold irrational, Harbor. but okay." You know, <laughs> I can relate to that. Like, I don't have the same birthday as him, but I'd love to hang out with McDavid. I'd love to just be like, I think he'd like me. I think we could be friends. But yeah. <laughs> I can relate to Danny's obsession a little bit. <laughs> God, can I just ask? What about McDavid tells you that you guys would just get along famously? Because I only I just, ask I this because I can only ask. I've seen interviews with him, and he yeah. has the personality of a fucking sponge. Like you it's know just... what though, I would bring out his personality, and like I'd get talking, and we talk about like Irish heritage and Scottish heritage, and I think we just hit it off. I think he'd be like, you know what, Sean, I like you, and I'd be like, you know what, Sean, David, I like you too. And then I we love, get like friend tattoos, no big deal. I love how positive you are about this. It's it's nice to see. <laughs> Why not, right? Yeah. Everybody, everyone has to fanboy about one sports player, though. Like, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Or a mine, couple if they're really good. M- yeah. Mine retired, and I got to meet him, so that's pretty dope. Yeah, Chelios. Fucking legend. I haven't gotten there yet, but that's very cool. So, Deanna, you obviously have listened to some of the podcasts, and you know that me and Thomas are, like, gigantic nerds. What do you nerd yeah. out on? What's your, I like, am, nerd? I am not a nerd at all. No, I know. I Thomas like, told me. <laughs> polar opposite of a nerd. I, like, I do nerd out with books. I like okay. reading. But other than that, I'll do puzzles and things like that, but nothing. Oh, yeah, because that's super fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've seen you post some like cool pictures of things that you've cooked and like prepared. Yeah. Is that one of your passions, cooking? Um, when I'm allowed to here, yes, because I live with my parents again since we sold our house okay. up north. Um, so my dad's a very picky eater, not picky, but particular. So right. if I'm allowed to cook and I have my free range, I'll make whatever I want. So yes, I enjoy that kind of thing, but yeah. I don't have that freedom right now. So. <laughs> Fair enough. I've been like, there. Yeah, yesterday I made a charcuterie board and my dad was like, it's, it's all right. It's all right. And I was like, <laughs> all this time put into this and it's all right. What? <laughs> That's funny. I can yeah. tell like, I don't, like I've met your dad a few times in my life. Like when I was, I want to say three, I remember he got me a pound puppy. I don't know if you know what that is, but they were really popular in like the late eighties, early nineties. And I always like held on to that and knew that it was from my uncle Larry, but obviously us moving out to Alberta, I didn't really get a chance to meet him. I think I've met him maybe once as as an adult that I can recall, but I've seen like my dad and him talking and like he sent a video out for uh, my dad's 65th birthday and it was just like such a great shit disturber video. I was like, that's (laughs) awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Showing the dogs too. 
Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah, the dogs that he showed in the video, the big black dog is actually mine, the Rottweiler. Oh, um, nice. And he resents her pretty much every day because <laughs> the poop, obviously, but she's fun loving. And then the other dog's my brother's that lives with us. So, yeah. Oh, nice. It's, it's so funny how it's all. Pardon? You guys got the whole family together. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Paul lives four houses down from my parents. So. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> is that fun. your dream then? Like, is that your dream too then to like buy a house in the neighborhood kind of thing? Yeah. We actually live on a court. So my parents have had this house for 31 years, as long as I've been alive. And wow. uh, yeah. So it'll be 31 years at Christmas because we moved here at Christmas after they'd bought it. So um, there's another house that's possibly going up for sale on the court. And I'm like, come on, please be within my budget so I can buy this one. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, told, cool. I would tell the police that if anyone dies on that uh, street where the murder is a little bit suspect, Deanna should be like the number one suspect. <laughs> she's, just, she's killing for real estate. That's what she's doing. Maybe. That's what you got to do sometime. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if the opportunity arises, yeah, yeah. just like I, I, read <laughs> I just want you to know, I made you some hot cocoa on this beautiful day. <laughs> oh, why don't you come over for some charcuterie? I know the food is gonna be good. <laughs> Lo and behold, Thomas, Thomas knows I'm not a people person either, so like sweet talking my neighbor into selling my their place to me would not be an option. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't quite sell the right way. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because like she works like with people like she works at the bank and has to in, like interact with people all the time and i've never met anyone that despises interacting with people more and like all the times i see deanna nowadays it's like in big public interactions like she kind of puts herself <laughs> into this it's like hey superman you want to go hang out with kryptonite real quick for like a little while like that's what deanna has to do like all the time it's fucking hilarious it is that's funny yeah. It's good it, to test your boundaries. It's, not. it's <laughs> it sucks because it's like I'm paid to talk to people <laughs> at home. I'm like, don't talk to me, don't come near me. I've got my bug, whatever. <laughs> That's funny. And even I, like I have those moments too. Yeah, the like ten years I've known Danny, his family said like the last year and a bit, I finally like opened up to them. <laughs> so. That's funny. And he, he comes from a big family like he's got three siblings one brother and two sisters so okay he's used to being out there and i'm like no <laughs> i can't do this this is not me so, no, that's funny yeah i have those moments like i'm polar opposites in that sense sometimes i'm like the biggest social butterfly and i'm like let's party like you know what i mean but other times i'm like just reserved quiet listening to the room you know what i mean doing my own thing yeah. Sometimes it's hard to like, especially if there's people around that you're not like too interested in getting to know that yeah, can exactly. make it tough too. Cause then I'm just like, I ain't saying shit. I'm just going to sit. <laughs> exactly. You know, Sometimes I feel have the time. I'm like, do I, do I not? I don't know. That's funny. But, uh, I'll just, I look for the dog in any room. <laughs> See, for me, I'm a little bit more timid. I, I'm very shy. It's really hard for me to get out of my shell and <laughs> bullshit <laughs> that's funny <laughs> no my personality is so Danny's mom. <laughs> go ahead danny's mom to this day is like thomas is my favorite my neighbors are like thomas is my favorite you know yeah that's yeah. awesome 
I, I, I go to her wedding and just became a fucking celebrity in Ontario for some reason. Her, <laughs> I can see that. Danny's father, um, who's since passed away, great fucking man, real funny. But he was so like, I don't know, he's like, the, he's got that like farmer boy bread kind of look. He's a short, stocky man. He glasses, mustache. He just looks serious. But yeah. then he started fucking with me like the whole week. Like every time, like I was sitting on a chair that had a cushion, he'd take the cushion. <laughs> and he like, and then he would just like, um, uh, he he just um, he just face. like fuck with us the whole time. It was, it was fucking hilarious what he would do. Yeah, and that's that's, that's awesome. Danny's personality too. Like, if he can joke with you, he will, and it's it's great. Yeah, that's nice for sure. It's good to be able to joke around with people. I'm the same way. Like, once you know, it's not like fucking with people. That's a little too harsh. But, you know, it's like Josh with them. You know what I mean? You want to Josh with them a little bit because it creates a bond with people too, right? Absolutely. So you mentioned, Absolutely. The, you mentioned that you worked at a bank. Yep. So I noticed, like, I don't know how many years ago this was. I want to say, like, seven or eight years ago, maybe you posted a picture of some, like, old coins and bills that you got from the bank. Do you, yes. like, collect or... Yeah. So my dad actually is a coin collector, cash collector, whatever. He's got like all these gold and silver, like real gold and silver coins that he's collected throughout the years. And when my brother and I were both born, he got the Olympic set coins and all yeah. that stuff. So um, he's always kind of kept me intrigued in it and told me a bit about it, about it and shown me what he has and stuff. So when I was, when I first started at the bank, things would come in and I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool. And I'd like take it, like yeah. obviously buy it off the bank, <laughs> not take yeah. it, but um, they, uh, they buy it for face value from the person. So they don't really, you know, it's, if it's a silver dollar, you get a dollar for it. That's, that's all you get. So yeah. coming across that stuff is so easy at the bank. I've gotten um, the $1 bills that are not serialized and stuff like that. So they're yeah. like super, they were a misprint they weren't supposed to be out there but they are yeah. so coming across those things it's it's really unique and it's the flaws that are the ones that are kind of big yeah and uh, even stuff that's not flawed i have a full unopened roll of 50 cent pieces from the mint nice so it's like perfect roll never opened so like weird things like that it's it's really cool it's super cool to me because like I discovered coin collecting when I was like seven years old and I'm like, oh, really? I, I love collecting coins. It's a huge thing for me. And like my dad used to talk about how grandpa Ken had a coin collection. And I don't know if that's where like your dad got inspired by it or, or whatever, but it's cool yeah. to me. Like when I saw you post that picture years ago, I was like, Oh my God, my cousin like is into the same shit that I'm into to a degree, which is kind of funny. You know what I mean? Like, cause I didn't know you yet, but I saw that post. I was like, cool. Like, I want to talk to her about that one day. That's why I brought <laughs> it up. Cause I'm like into that shit too. Yeah. Coin collecting is really fun. Like, it's just cool to find something like to me, what attracted me to it is finding the history, like having a, my, I think my oldest coin is like 1704 or something like that from Great Britain. And it's just cool to be able to like hold that and be like, who held this, who spent it where did it come from? You know what I mean? That kind of stuff excites me about coin collecting. That is awesome. I think what kind of got me into it was not even so much my dad's coin collecting was my Nana. So she's from Italy. My yeah. mom's side is Italian or as Thomas says, we're Wapagetti. 
So, (laughs) um, when she came to Canada, she had this really cool, um, currency back then it was called the Lira. And that was not, that was before Europe kind of took over and just made it euros. Yeah. Um, so she had this picture and it was like a grape, but it was all these Lira coins. They looked like toonies and they were all in the shape of a grape. So it was cool pretty cool and like i seen that my entire life growing up with her right so yeah yeah so it's, i think that's kind of what got me into it nice it's neat the things lead to that when did your grandma come over like what era so she moved to canada um when she was 21 so yeah. that would be 70 years ago now wow how old is she yeah. she's in her 90s she's 91 yeah wow so that's it's, cool really cool about my family so my nana's 91 my yep. dad's 71 my mom's 61 and I'm 31 nice you guys so, all uh, fell in the same yeah. line <laughs> yeah so uh yeah she's uh right off the boat Italian like literally came off the boat <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah a lot of history there so it's pretty cool does she speak like Italian so full, full Italian still like um, well, she has dementia now. So okay. with dementia, they go back to their native tongue, which is Italian, but her yeah. Italian is a dialect because she's from Sicily and the language has changed so much since then. Wow. What we learn in school and here in Canada is nothing what she speaks and nothing what they are taught now in Italy. So it's nobody yeah. understands it. <laughs> That's interesting, though. Like, I guess it's kind of like Newfoundland and Canada, right? There's that different, like, lingo talk, right? Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. My parents are vacuuming, and my mom just came in to throw a pillow in here, nice. and I'm like... <laughs> she didn't want to, like, pop in and say hi on the podcast? Come on, Auntie M. Uh, hang on, let me get her. NTM <laughs> loves my shenanigans. Uh-huh. And so, like, I yeah. don't have like a filter sometimes. So I just like give her shit about like whatever. Like, come on, Auntie M, what are you doing? And she uh-huh. kind of loves it. That's funny. No. no, she doesn't want to go on camera, but I'll introduce you, Sean. This is your Auntie Amelia. Hi, nice. <laughs> How's it going? She doesn't want to go on camera. She's on camera. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I know. She's tricky that way. Hi, I kind of just Hi, pointed the camera yeah. at her. That's funny. Yeah. So she's my Italian miss. <laughs> That's where yeah. it comes from. I love her name so much because now I can do all the things from like Wizard of Oz and just go, ATM! ATM! <laughs> it's so awesome. <laughs> yeah. Funny. Yeah. I like she's jokes a- that never get old. It's fun to yeah, do exactly. those things. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And then I got a nickname from Uncle Larry too. It's a BDL, Big Daddy Larry. Yeah, pretty good one. It's a pretty good one. Yeah. Then, so uh, Carter, my nephew, he's twenty months as of today. I think today's the sixth, right? Yeah, not the tenth. No, Jesus. no, he's this. No, whatever. Anyways, we were arguing about the day. Anyways, he we got him like foam letters. They're bath toys, but like they're good for babies and kids because they stick everything in their mouths right yeah so i arranged the letters to be bbl and i'm like carter this is what you call grandpa bbl (laughs) (laughs) so we're trying we're trying here (laughs) that's awesome yeah it's fun to give our parents those nicknames yeah it's fun it's fun 
I, I have you seen the cat video where like the guy's like, nah, the fucking cat's back. No. You seen that? You, you guys haven't seen that YouTube video? No, I don't think so. Okay, I will find it and I will send it to you because it's like this like Italian guy and he's yelling at his mom about this cat. Anyways, whatever. He calls his mom Ma all the time. So I'm like, that's what my mom calls her mom. So I started calling her that. And like every time I say it, she's like, what, the fucking cat's back? <laughs> okay, you know what? I know what you're talking about now where he's like, Ma! Ma! Yes! Yeah, okay. <laughs> so every yeah, time I'm... we're in the house, Danny and I just yell that to her when we need her attention. <laughs> I think you have to in an Italian family, right? It's just right? part of the like requisition order. I just do you the uh, Will Ferrell from Wedding Crashers. Mom, the meatloaf. We want it. <laughs> That's another one. <laughs> we do that too. Because she, she gets cooks all the time. That's awesome. Sorry. So my mom cooks all the time. So when she does make meatloaf, Danny and I both come in the house being like, Mom, we want the meatloaf. We want it now. <laughs> <laughs> Where is it? <laughs> so... I never it's know fine. what she's doing in there. I never know what she's doing. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So you've known Thomas for quite a few years now. Um, you know yeah. any embarrassing stories about Thomas? You see him do any crazy shit that you think you should share on the podcast? I honestly have not seen anything crazy from Thomas. Like That's what's up. Yeah. Ah. He, he's just a straight up guy. He's just what you see is what you get <laughs> yeah always well put together hey well, pretty classy fella. however he i do is. have a story about deanna if you, oh, perfect yeah it's not embarrassing oh, it's more like it's more of an accomplishment <laughs> so the first time deanna comes to montreal and she came for a long weekend and uh she was dating a guy named caitlin really weird um and they came to visit and um we go down to show her like montreal so it's me my dad I think my mom was there. Uh, I think Michelle was away at school. Yeah. So uh, we're showing her uh, downtown Montreal. And then uh, there was like an institution place that since closed down. Uh, it's called Barbie Barn. Now, there's one in the West Island, but the original one was downtown on Guy Street. This is a chicken and rib joint. And they have and how they serve their food is like you get the mini hog, the half hog and the whole hog. And the whole hog is like nine ribs a side of rice fries a bun and all this and this is where i learned where deanna can fucking eat she's basically a goddamn garburator <laughs> so i got like a half hog because i know what i'm getting into deanna gets a whole hog and just devours it like you know that scene in jurassic park where there's nothing left of the hooves <laughs> of the goat that is like what happened with these fucking ribs she just scarfed it all down and then I'm pretty sure she was ready for seconds because like <laughs> it was like watching this like barbecue sauce mess just destroy these ribs. It was hilarious. <laughs> and Deanna, as can, it should be, I mean, right? Yo, Come on. The, dude, you have yeah. no idea. Deanna can fucking eat. It is it is like an accomplishment. Like, I don't I think she's wasting her time and should should just enter the, those hot dog eating contests because like, like I can't do hot dogs. Talent. No, I can't do hot dogs. God, no. no. Oh no. my god, I got food poisoning once. Ever since then, I'm like, yeah. I can't do it. Talk can't about ruining it. a food group. Hey, once you've been food poisoned <laughs> by it, you're just like, I'm done with that for life. I don't need it yeah. anymore. Yeah. That's can't harsh. touch it, can't smell it. No, nope. yeah. really. Eh? Just, no. Oh, yeah, that'd be Anything such a bad one. Is, yeah, I, I am a person that eats anything though. Like, 
I am not against any food. <laughs> yes, yeah. I know. You put it in front of her, like just keep your hands and fingers away from her fucking mouth because then they get caught up in the mix. Funny story about that. So we're <laughs> out with uh, Danny's friends the other night and uh, just shooting the shit. And one of the guys, he's kind of, he's an oddball. He was telling us that he got stabbed in the chest with a fork by his ex-girlfriend. And I was like, funny story. Danny tries to take food off my plate. He will get a fork in the hand. He will. Like, <laughs> it is not a question. You do not take food off my plate. That's awesome. I will offer you something, but don't take it. <laughs> Deanna doesn't share food. Exactly. It is a real thing. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of sharing food. It's really been like a learning curve with me. Like being with Crystal, she'll like see something on my plate that she thinks looks good and she's like can I try it and I'm like god damn it no you cannot try it <laughs> and she's like what do you mean and gives me these eyes and I'm like oh god damn it you can try it and then I'm just mad at her for the rest of the night it's no big deal <laughs> I mean not if you actually, wanted course, this you could have just ordered it like we can like just go get it like it's not hard pretty much, yeah. <laughs> if you wanted it you should have ordered it yourself there's that nothing worse theory. like when you make yourself something and you ask you're like would you like no, 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 I'm good. I'm good. Everyone says no. You make it. And then they're like, hey, can I have a bite? And you're like, I just offered you to, I just said I'd make you one. This is my <laughs> exactly. I understand so it was, that. It was funny when I was ordering my shirt for the podcast, obviously. Um, Thomas goes, what size did you order? Like, what do you need for the girl size? Because at first there was no women's shirts, which come on. I know. There's right? a big reason why we, we have women's shirts too. now. You got to have shit. women's shirts. I agree. Exactly. Yeah, well, we were like unisex. We yeah, but they don't even fit me properly. <laughs> they don't even fit proper. So, anyways, when I ordered the shirt, Thomas goes, "What size do you need for like ordering?" I'm like, "Well, women's small." And he goes, "Wait, you eat how much, and you're still a small?" <laughs> <laughs> like sean i don't think you're ready for this like we go to the pig roast like i think they have to keep deanna chained up until everyone else gets some and then she's allowed to go. <laughs> no that's, that's why we have stuffing at the house when we have stuffing, <laughs> it goes around the table before it comes to me because it's not allowed yeah. that's funny stuffing is delicious it. yeah what and is I your must... stuffing entail like do you like what is your stuffing like i'm just asking because some people have like really strange stuffings and other people have like like, do you put mushrooms in it? Do you put weird stuff in it? Or is it just like stuff? Mushrooms? That... Gross. <laughs> so uh, we get like the stovetop stuffing, like that box yeah. one. And for a family of four, we usually have to make about 10 boxes. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> and we put um, apples and craisins in it. Nice. That yeah. sounds delicious. And onions, obviously, but that's about it. Like we're like coming nothing... up on stuff in season, eh? It's like getting to be oh, yeah. that time of the year pretty quick here. Oh yeah, yeah, my favorite time. <laughs> yeah, damn good. Turkey and stuffing, my favorite. Fucking love Thanksgiving so much. Me yeah, too. It's so good. Yeah. yeah, I One like. Of my favorites. Crystal often makes this like broccoli cauliflower cheese dish with like uh, a crunchy crust on the top of it. It's so fucking good. Just that sounds amazing, actually. It's still good. That does sound good. I was really worried that you she was gonna like she makes this broccoli cauliflower stuffing, and I've been learning to That'd be fucked that. up. <laughs> I mean, you if it's mess. done right, if it has like breadcrumbs on it and like you know perfect yeah. cheese, it might be delicious. But yeah. the way it sounds, it sounds good. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah it makes these like mushroom mushroom top things, and she always like sends me pictures of it because she knows I have a disdain for mushrooms. And she's like, "You should come over." I'm like, "Go." Fuck yourself. This is not nice. <laughs> is... 
I made like a mushroom bruschetta and I sent him a picture and he's like, Yummy. you're disgusting. It looked like <laughs> diarrhea on a fucking cracker. Like it was just like, why are you serving this to your guests? I fucking oh, love I- mushrooms too. They're so good. Like I would Sweet. eat mushrooms. Like I'd eat like fried mushrooms stuffed into a mushroom that was wrapped in mushrooms in a mushroom gravy. It'd be so goddamn good. I made a rotisserie the other night or a few weeks ago and it was like a big chunk of meat. I don't know what kind of cut it was because I'm, I don't know what it is anyways. Rotisserie did it like marinated overnight, whatever. And then I made sauteed mushrooms and onions with wine. Interesting. Nothing, nothing beats it with white wine. Like it is just. That'd be good. It is amazing. My non one thing that like Crystal taught me, like with mushrooms, when we make steak and stuff like that, we'll fry up the mushrooms and butter, obviously. But at yeah. the end, when they're almost done, we'll turn the heat up and add like maybe a tablespoon and a half of soy sauce. Ooh. And it like makes the flavor of the mushrooms pop so much. It's just one of those interesting little things. Try it sometime. Yeah, try it with so, white wine so, too. Sounds like to me, you're just adding stuff to get rid of that mushroomy taste, you fucking animals. <laughs> it makes it stronger. <laughs> What I've learned about cooking is mushrooms are sponges. They absorb any flavor that you put into it. Anything. So not so good. For me, it's not the flavor of mushroom. It's just the texture. So you bite into it and I just feel weird and I just don't like that feeling. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. It's like biting into the sponge. Like it's uh. oh, I I have another intruder. Oh, who's this? Close the door. Come in and close the door. Yeah. It's your favorite person, Thomas. You guys oh, this is a hand. The anticipation. Kenny! <laughs> hey, how's it going? Not bad. You, buddy? Not bad. Danny's such a hottie with the body. He's the best. I know, right? It was intimidating when he walked in the frame. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Danny's a man's man. He's also like, um, Danny's a plumber, so he's a tradesman. Nice. And he's just like... I don't know, like dirty jeans, tight white t-shirt. He's just like getting shit done all the time. He's in his workout stuff right now because he's going into the basement gym. Nice. Oh, you're done. You're done your workout. I can tell you're glistening, Danny. (laughs) (laughs) All of this is making it to the podcast, by the way. So I hope like your embarrassment is just going to like, like continue into the show. (laughs) I'm okay with that. <laughs> Actually, since we so, got you on the podcast, real quick, Sean was asking, "What would be your reaction if you bumped into Sidney Crosby? Like, what would be the f- thing you said to him after you fainted and came? What would be the thing you say?" I'll ask him, "How's it going?" I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't just be like a giddy school kid, be like, "We have the same birthday." Yeah, <laughs> he was just about, I was to, just say about to say that. How's it being an August baby? <laughs> that's awesome so, we're two leos come on yeah. so speaking of leo danny's totally like all about his appearance and everything he went to go get his new driver's license picture on friday and he's fixing his hair before the lady does it i was like oh my god danny like it's a freaking picture like who cares five, five years i gotta look at that mugshot <laughs> it's gonna it's an important it. one too right like everyone sees it so i get that yeah he still gets carded when we go places too and like he's old as shit like <laughs> give me yeah, a Danny's break 52 years old <laughs> come closer so sean can see your face like he's never seen this like look at this guy not even a wrinkle <laughs> yeah he looks pretty damn good i don't know Deanna. He, since he's dated you he's aged so much 
<laughs> you know what it's too, eh? Look at the grays. <laughs> it doesn't have any gray, nothing. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. that's Danny. That's Danny. All right, show. guys. Like nice to meet you, brother. Thanks for popping on there, Danny. Nice to meet you. Pleasure. Yeah, so that's Danny in a nutshell. Nice. Sports fanatic, just still a gym junkie. Yeah. Danny's the best. Nothing wrong with that. Good to have hobbies to keep you busy, right? Yeah, especially during COVID. Like we just locked out that my parents already had work workout equipment here. So oh nice. Yeah. Cause trying to find that stuff during COVID, near impossible. Yeah, no kidding. Everybody was like, oh shit, let's improve ourselves and our houses. Right. And that's why we haven't found a house either yet, because the market here is just stupid. Houses are going hundred to two hundred thousand over asking and bidding wars. Yeah, we have like offer presentation days where they hold offers until X date and then they review them all at that time. So everyone's trying to be like, oh, wait, that person might bid higher than me. I'm going to go stupid high. So that sucks. It's insane. Absolutely insane. But it's it's weird. The things that like economically that COVID's affected too, right? Stuff like that, where you're like in my industry building houses, it's like we had no wood. Cause everyone was like, let's fix our deck. Let's fix this. Let's build that. Let's do this. And you're like waiting, you know, a month for just to get lumber to build a project. And you're like, what the hell is happening right now? <laughs> yeah. Well, when we were, when we first moved down here, it was 2019 and we looked at new builds and new builds were starting at 450, 500. Yeah. And we're like, well, you know, we'll save up some money and then we'll jump on it. Right. Cause we were renting our place out at the time. So we're like, we just save up a bunch of money from there and you know? Yeah. So, um, we looked at again this year and the same houses, same floor plan, same company, same everything. Now the prices are like eight, 900,000. Jesus. Like, how do you justify that? That's disturbing. Yeah. Well, and it's hard to like, you know, people in our age group, we're trying to like, you know, get our forever home and have a mortgage, but do you want to buy a, a, like a house where in five years from now you lost money on it? You know, that's like, cause it can't last forever. The boom, right. It's exactly. And so coming annoying. from a banking background, like the minute the um, interest rates go up, people are doomed. Like yeah. you won't be able to afford if it jumps up $200, you're already stretched your max. For sure. That happened a lot in Alberta with like the oil rushes that happen, right? Because everyone's like rich and the oil rig money's crazy and all these guys have like so much money and then it shuts down. And these people that were making $95, $100 an hour are now not able to find work at all. And they're on EI and you're like, you can't, like, it's just people living outside of their means. But when you think it's going to last forever, you're like, okay, let's go, let's go, let's go. And, you know, it's crazy to see. It's yeah, that happened. Things it? we learned this year, like nothing lasts forever. Like I got laid off from my job. Not that it was like a glamorous job, but it's just like the 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 thing that happens is okay, cool. So thanks for coming in. Uh, we'll don't call us. We'll call you. And uh, good luck out there. Yeah. Yeah, and it was like such a great job for you too. Like you would never thought that a pandemic would shut your job down. Yeah. Yeah, that's the crazy part for a lot of people. I, it was funny being in the trades, like every trade man at the time when everything started shutting down, we were all like, 
oh man, we're going to get a much needed break. We're going to rest. It's going to be, and then we became essential and we were like, yeah. Fuck! not that we didn't want to make money and stuff like that, but even a week off would have been nice during the pandemic. Like you see yeah. on Facebook and Instagram, all the people that are like, I'm really finding myself now that this pandemic's happened and I'm finding all these cool things. That... And I'm like, damn it. I wish I could find myself. <laughs> got really into baking right? bread, you guys. Here, come try my power though. All these people on TikTok being like, well, I got nothing else to do, so I'm just going to dance and make videos. And I'm like at work going, why am I essential? Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's funny with that, too, because now like a lot of those people that were in TikTok at the beginning of that, they're like rich and like yeah. famous and they just post stupid videos. And you're like, damn you. <laughs> right. That could have Jenna loved working at the bank, like, like when everything was like closed, you can only have like two and a half people in the bank at like what at a time. And she's just like, yeah. hey. You gotta wait outside. <laughs> I'm back. I was like, I was so I was put in position of the door because I don't tolerate anything. Like I'm not a big person <laughs> by any means, but they made me the door person, and they were like, people were so aggressive at the time, and they're like, I'm coming in to do my banking, and I'm like, is it essential? And they're like, well, what's it essential? And I'm like, do you need a bank draft, a wire? No. Okay, there's the ATM or online banking. Bye bye. <laughs> That's awesome. So, See you never. I just, I, I never put up with anything like you just you can't get past me boss tells me one thing okay that's how it is that's fine <laughs> I'll do that I don't care <laughs> I was just following orders <laughs> right yeah. and that's what I said to a lot of people because like we had to ask like the screening questions too when they were coming in yeah like don't don't hate the messenger like I'm just here because they're telling me to do this like <laughs> for sure there's nothing worse than the people that give like a hard time when it's yeah. clearly not that person's fault it's just like relax you know right yeah. and I feel so much worse going into like restaurants and seeing that now because I'm like I was in your shoes a few months ago having to do this so like I get it and like I tip that much more now because I feel sure. bad right yeah. like yeah. Danny and I are very much patio people we'll hang out on the patio have a beer whatever and I'm like yeah I'm giving this one 20 percent like I I heard someone yelling at you you know? that's harsh yeah i couldn't oh, handle yeah. that either you just want to be like man like shut up they have a hard job like right but sean and, and i were talking about this on a, all day outside yeah. sean and i were talking about this on a previous episode is ontario doing the passport thing too yeah yeah um so we were actually supposed to go to the toronto blue jays game yesterday yeah but with my face the way it is, you have to go for a COVID swab, even if you've been double vaxxed. So Danny and I have both been double vaxxed, but we still have to do the full test prior to. And I was like, I, I can't have something shoved up my nose right now. <laughs> like, yeah. It's just not happening. So that's tough. We had to cancel that. Yeah. But yeah. it's crazy. Like gyms are doing that too. Um, you you got to get double like, vaxxed. So. You got to be swabbed before entering places now. Um, certain places like the sporting events and things like that. Yeah. I guess it's for the best, like in ways with that many people in one place. Exactly. Especially being in Toronto, like it's so easy to spread there because you're taking city transit. You're, you're in the city, right? Like yeah. it's crowded, but it's not at the same time. That makes sense. So. It was, I was joking with Thomas on one of our previous podcasts about how in Alberta, we actually defeated the pandemic completely. It was over for two months of summer there, like mm -hmm. no masks, no anything. Like it was just gone. There was no more pandemic because it, I live in Alberta and there's a lot of crazy people here. And then it came <laughs> back like this last little bit. And it's like, 
such a shock to the system to have to wear masks. And it's just funny because Alberta was like, we did it. We defeated the pandemic. <laughs> and now we're like leading the country in numbers and shit. And I'm just like, oh man. Yeah. <laughs> well, at first it was Ontario that was so bad because we have Toronto, we have cities that just didn't care. Right. And like yeah. city transit in Toronto is all everybody takes. Yeah. So you need to go to the hospital. You're taking city transit. So that sucks. It, it, yeah, it was such a battle. And then a lot of people, I don't know about there, but here a lot of people don't wear their masks properly. Yeah. So it's down around their, below their nose. So it's like, you're defeating the purpose. And then they put it up when they're around someone. It's like, but you're still in a building breathing the same air that everyone else is. <laughs> yeah. It was so annoying, like seeing that kind of stuff, right? It's just, yeah. you always want to believe in your fellow like human beings, like they're going to do the right thing. And then, and then you, they don't always. And you're just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. You like throw your hat in. You're like, I, I give up. Like, Pretty what much. do you do, right? Yeah. Humans. Exactly. Yeah. It's been yeah. a funny time though. in like, you know, human history for us to view and just see like, what's it like when you have social media and the pandemic? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Social media has ruined it so much. Do you think know, it would be right? as bad as if we didn't have like social media? Like if we didn't have platforms for everyone to say their own goddamn opinion that we would uh, just kind of get through this a little bit easier. Like you wouldn't be hearing like, I disagree with this. And then like someone a million miles away from me is like, I do too. Let's talk about this. For sure. I don't know because we still have media, like media coverage going over all these protests and everything, right? So, like, yeah, but would they it, be able to organize these protests without social media? Is what I'm saying. That's true. Maybe. I don't know. Because, like, then you have to, like, put out fly. Like, if you wanted to have, like, a big protest, you would have to, like, really try and just get on the horn with people and be like, hi, I'm Kevin and I'm against wearing masks. Can we? get together and protest wait wait isn't that what politicians are doing right now probably yeah they have like seven calls a day from politicians being like vote for me that's annoying yeah that's a whole other can of worms right there yeah even if it was someone i was voting for when they like text me and like you get that long text or a phone call or they come to your door i'm just like annoyed by it me Let too. me like decide on my own and go away. Right. Like <laughs> put put your platforms up on line and I'll read them and I'll decide from there. You don't need yeah, to call exactly. me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's the same with anything, I guess, when it like when you have the people coming around your door knocking to tell you about like their religion and stuff, it's the same uh-huh. kind of thing. Like I know they're out there. If I yeah. had interest, I would go seek them out myself. I don't need you to come and tell me all about them. I don't know. I love the Mormons though. <laughs> I love it when yeah. they come. They're not allowed to uh, knock on doors here anymore. So yeah. a lot of it is they're calling us. Oh, uh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. So there's like no solicitation allowed in. I don't know if it's just Ontario, but that's nice. we haven't had anybody for like 10 years come to a door. So I, I once oh. came home and there was two elders having coffee with my dad. And I went, what's going on here? He goes, well, they got knocked on the door. Like, You're wasting their fucking time, aren't you, dad? He goes, a little bit but they don't drink coffee so like he gave them water and he had a cup of coffee and he's just talking to these two guys because he was fucking bored <laughs> that's nice though and that's nice for the old people when they did come around because they they got someone visiting they're like ah come in do you guys want a sandwich I'll... <laughs> yeah. it's funny you say that because i remember growing up and like living on the court 
one person would get the person to their door and then they would call all the neighbors in the court being like, they're coming. Don't answer the door. That's awesome. <laughs> so <laughs> I remember the Mormons are coming. Awesome. The Mormons are coming. <laughs> right? That's funny. I lived in a like risque neighborhood when I was like, I want to say 19 and there was probably like 47 churches within a 20 block radius. Wow. And so I would, I got like so annoyed because we had a doorbell that was like, bong 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 and so i would be sleeping and i shit you not like 7 30 in the morning is when they'd start oh no and so they'd ring the doorbell both dogs would start barking i'm like jesus christ like shut up screaming the dogs go back to sleep get asleep for 15 minutes and there'd be another one and i was like are you kidding me so i'd get up and like go to the door like what do you want like oh sir like do you have a moment to speak about the love and teaching of jesus christ and i'm like i don't i'm trying to sleep like leave me the fuck alone <laughs> i get back in bed just start to doze off bong 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 I'm like, Are you kidding? like it was like that every fucking day of the week it was ridiculous i had to stop skipping work because i didn't want to be woken up by the doorbell over and over again so i just go to work instead but it's just easier <laughs> yeah what do you do that's too funny <laughs> <laughs> we had when i was younger we had a dog that didn't bark he was scared of his own shadows so like people would come to the door and he'd hide uh-huh. <laughs> so, we dog. never really had to worry about that that's funny yeah now we have the two big dogs that just feed off of each other and bark non-stop <laughs> oh, the worst is when the phone rings my dog howls at the phone when it rings like <laughs> full-blown Howl. What was That's your awesome. what was your mini dog's name? I can't remember. Like the little white one that was like Satan. <laughs> Lexi. Lexi. So like I go I go to visit Deanna for like the first time and I'm crashing on the couch in the living room and Michelle's with me, but I like wake up in the middle of the night to like take a leak. And then like, like I don't turn on any lights because whatever. It's like you're half awake. If you turn on the lights, it's gonna ruin your fucking night. And I go and I start taking a leak, and all of a sudden I hear movement. I'm like, what? the fuck <laughs> this little demon dog is just hiding behind the toilet and starts like fucking moving i'm just like what the shit is going and then like <laughs> then i was able to like gather my like bearings but like thank god i was always going already going to the bathroom because i would have pissed myself otherwise <laughs> yeah so we always used to have to warn people and like some people we caught some people we didn't about lexi sleeping behind the toilet because it's cold so it's on ceramic floor and it's a that's ceramic pretty toilet. smart yeah. So yeah, she just curls up in there and she's a white fluff ball. She was a miniature American Eskimo. So like Cute. she looked like a husky, but pure white and 15 pounds. Like she was <laughs> tight. So yeah, we'd have to be like, just to let you know, the dog sleeps there. <laughs> so few people we've caught, some people we didn't. Yeah. That's awesome. My dad's cat had like a weird toilet obsession too, but it was only like he's still alive today. His name's Bones, but he likes to watch the water go in a circle. <laughs> so he'll like if you don't close the door properly he'll like come running with two paws knock the door open run jump on the toilet seat and then spin his head around and watch the water go in a circle it's like his That's favorite awesome. fucking thing to do so it's very intrusive if you're like not expecting that but yeah <laughs> i love it <laughs> yeah animals are funny that way for sure <laughs> they got their quirks. it's okay yeah. it works for them indeed it's, it's funny because when i walk my raw wildlife she's a hundred and something pounds like she's she's a big girl at her yeah. prime she was 140 pounds so holy shit when i was walking her people would cross the road right and i'm like you come near her she's hiding behind me <laughs> <laughs> so 
I love a big dog that's a scaredy cat. It's the cutest oh, thing. It's it also annoying awesome. at times when you're like, like, protect me. What the fuck? But right. The only time she'll actually step in between to protect you is if Danny and I are play fighting because like we pretend like we're gonna duke it out and she'll yeah. come up and like stand between us and be like, please don't fight and looks at you like with like puppy <laughs> eyes. You're like, you're an idiot. <laughs> like, what are That's you gonna funny. do? Please be nice. Everyone yeah. just get along, please. <laughs> please. Please don't hurt anybody. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. yeah, we learned that when we uh so I had her from a pup and I brought her up north when I moved up there and Danny was like this dog, this big dog's going to attack me one day. And when we were play fighting, she just stepped in the middle and just looked at him with puppy eyes. And he's like, Oh, she's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> That's one yeah. way to win people over, right? There's threat of violence and then there's love. She just right. shows love fast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Deanna, Deanna and Danny have this like camp that I've been meaning to go to. Apparently it's like one of the best times to go. And like, they bring the dogs, they have a time there. There's like, like by the water. It's a fucking wonderful time. On the water. Excuse so, me. On the water. Northern... Didn't mean to big league me there, but whatever. <laughs> Northern life. A lot of people have what people here call cottages, like in Southern Ontario. Yeah. Up north, it's called a camp. So the property that his family owns, his mom, um, it's four acres and it's a, and there's nobody around. We have our own private beach and cool. A little like you have to go down steps to get to the beach but the main part is all grass and hangout spots yeah we fish there 24 7 when we're up there so it's great it's awesome having those little pieces of like heaven basically to be able to go to and get away from things how far is that away from where you guys are at right now it's um so it's just outside of Espanola. So it's just about three and a half hours. And then it's another half an hour to Espanola. So that's not too right bad. by the Manitoba border. Right so, there. Yeah. <laughs> Did the rest of Danny's family all stay in Espanola? Like, are they all um, around there? So he's got two sisters. One just moved from Lindsay, which is near Toronto, to Espanola. His okay. youngest sister has always lived in Espanola. His brother used to live in Barrie, and that's how we ended up meeting, was he was down visiting him. Okay. Um, so his brother's a paramedic with York Region, which is Toronto, and he moved to Sudbury to be a supervisor with uh, the paramedics. So okay, he's up there. Um, Sudbury's only 45 minutes from Espanola, so they're all really close. They, nice. His sister moved up after his dad passed, I think just to be closer to his mom and whatever. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah, we already go there. You can kind of see everyone then, right? Exactly. Like we don't see his brother that much, but we do see his sisters, and they'll come party with us and hang out. It's great. Cool. Mm -hmm. His mom spends most of the summers out at the camp, even though it's only half an hour from where they live. It's just a nice little getaway. Yeah, that's nice for sure. I'm lucky. Crystal's parents rent a cabin around a beach out here every year. So we get to go out there like as much as we want in the summertime. And it's nice to have that little piece to go and hang out. Right. Exactly. It's a nice little escape. It's definitely that's all you need sometimes is just out of the city and clear mind. For sure. It's crazy how you like don't realize it sometimes until you're out in nature. And you're like, oh my God, I feel better. Like, what if I, like, what the fuck? Like, you just get so caught up in the city, the busyness, and like, okay, I gotta do this, I gotta do that. And like you get out and you're like, I have nothing to do, and it's wonderful. <laughs> exactly. Sit there and read. Like, I'll go up and finish a book in one weekend because why not? Yeah, that's awesome. 
It's oh, funny. Yeah. I don't, I'm not a big book reader, but Josh and Jen are like, like cannibalized books all the time. Right. It just didn't oh, pass really? down to me. See, my brother's not a book reader either. I'll sit there and read for hours and I don't care. I'll get lost in a book. Yeah. It's nice to be able to do that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. We were I became up there. a reader later in life. You became a reader too. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it, it's, it's definitely like a, you have to love it. You can't just, you know, pick up a book and just read if you don't love reading. For sure. Well, I think you it's also got to love what you're reading too. Like there was that's a true. Thing, yeah. Like like in school, like I got books that like so we're reading this whether you fucking like it or not. So read it, and then yeah. like I wouldn't, but I was really good at like hearing everyone else talk and then just taking their opinions and then just forming my own based on that. So as long as you participated <laughs> in the discussion of the chapter, you could get away with murder. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah. Well, I thought this thing. Okay, I know that. Okay, well, Tosby's like, well, I have to agree with Betty over here because she brought up some good <laughs> points, and I don't like want to repeat what she said, but I think she nailed it. Yeah, and like it was <laughs> That's just exactly like, how I felt. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, look at you, we're vibing right now. Like you said exactly what I was thinking, and then <laughs> yeah. and then teachers will be like, huh? Would you look at that participation? But Right. So, but I would never read the book like, it, and it put me off reading for so long and then a buddy of mine goes like maybe you should check like I know you're not big on reading but you should check this book out it's, like it's filled with like 80s obscure references and all this stuff like I think you'll love it and I was like ready player one and I crushed that in like a week and I was like alright cool more like this please and then I just started finding my own like books that way yeah I, I was the same in high school and they forced you to read the books and all that stuff I just no interest. I don't want to read Shakespeare. It's not. It's not what I like to read. Yeah, so. I like Shakespeare. I don't know what it is, but I like Shakespeare. They're like trying to break down like what he's saying and like trying to understand like old timely English. And you're just like, yeah, no, I fucking dig it. Like, I don't know what I also I, found like there was like a rule with Shakespeare that if it's a tragedy, everyone fucking dies, and if it's a yeah. comedy, everyone gets fucking married. Like those were his two endings yeah and it's just like hilarious it's just like cool man you're inventing place branch out a little bit but no you didn't like i like i do like i understand that he was like the first to like do it but like he was very narrow-minded when it came to like <laughs> exploring story yeah pretty much yeah. yeah i could never just i don't know i it wasn't my forte my forte is like true crime and things like that so it the has true to be a cr- true thing that happened <laughs> The yeah. true crime books are like hard to put down, which has made yeah. me be able to read a few of those because it's like you just need to know, you know what I mean? Oh, but I it, could give you like a whole arsenal of books that I've read that are all true <laughs> crime and it's just things you don't know about, right? The true wanna... crime ones though too are hard. Like they can be I was talking about this on a previous podcast because someone asked if we were into true crime type stuff. That shit haunts me. Like if you see really? a bad true crime story and you're like on TV or whatever, you read it, like I'll think about that shit over and over again to the point where I'm like, I don't want to think about it anymore. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> well, it, well, it's the just humanity that, at its worst, right? Yeah. The only one that haunts me the most, I think, is the Zodiac Killer because he was never caught. So it's yeah. like, is he still going to do something? I don't know. So like those types of things, I'll, yeah, I'll read it and I'm just constantly thinking like, oh my God, that is messed up. But pretty much. And like yeah. the other side of it too is, how does a person do this? Like, I could never harm a person. I don't know. <laughs> For sure. Trying to understand that, like, is tricky. Like, I try to, ha- like, I have empathy when it comes to hearing, like, when something 
bad happens to someone you know or what you see it on tv i always have a lot of empathy for that person and sometimes too much empathy where i'm like you know i think put too much thought into what they must have gone through and i'm like oh my god and it fucks me up so i just don't do that <laughs> yeah it's true yeah well I, I started reading like um cult books too because you don't hear a lot about cults like you do but you don't you only hear when they like explode yeah but like it's crazy like how how do you think that way to get people to listen to you and how do you for sure it's all about being the most that? confident person in the room though yeah it's what yeah. it's what it's, what it's sure. all about it's just i like i'm this guy and i know this and if you follow me you'll feel this way too like this how like the nexium guy did it he had money to go That's with what like, i'm reading yeah i listened to a whole like cbc podcast series on this guy and like uh, like all the red flags that were being hit and everyone's just like i guess we got to do this to reach the next level like, the charisma is messed right? up yeah like using your like amazing gift to talk and using it for evil is just amazing like that's my theory on how donald trump got into office he was the most confident man in the room like oh, he yeah. was and he was relatable in the sense of just like no, we're going to get back to old business. We're going to do it for you guys. And all these people are like, yeah, the stuff I like hearing. It's, it's just, yeah. like when you talk about, the- or like, it's like when a wrestler in that town says the town's name. And you're just like, we all know the fans here in Montreal, Quebec. And the whole crowd goes wild because like, it's pandering. It's just, that's what yeah. it is. Yeah. Man. That's so that's- true. That's what happens with like the charismatic people. And it's funny, we'll bring this back to what like Danny loving Sidney Crosby. The amount of people that like love a star, you know what I mean? If that star, you met that star, and then they were like, Hey, we're all gonna be into this now. A large portion of the people might just be into that too, then you know what I mean? And it's I think it starts small and then the person at some point realizes how much power they have, and then they start like if you have a a crazy person or a dangerous person who gets that kind of adoration or power that's where we see like the crazy cults coming out right but it, it exists in humans right where we love to like look up to people and see like influences in our lives that we've never met you know what i mean but i, I think what sean's trying to say is be wary of the uh church of crosby coming soon <laughs> <laughs> see i was just thinking you know if he ever moved teams danny would be like well, that's now my favorite team. We have to have every jersey from that team now. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's his mentality. <laughs> that's funny. Because, like, there's all these rumors that Crosby's going to one day sign with the Montreal Canadiens because that was his, like, favorite team growing his up. Dream. Just, yeah, it's just yeah. like he had a dream of playing with them. So I'm just, like, waiting for that day to happen and be like, hey, Danny, Danny. Then then I go out and buy him a Habs jersey. Oh, and he'll wear oh. it, too. Oh, it's so good. Because he's that's so funny. anti-Habs. I think it's like the Ontario in them and like all that. Hey, hey, I'm from Ontario and I'm a dad. Yeah, but you were raised properly, but somehow your dad (laughs) dropped the ball. That's funny. The the whole Montreal playoffs, I was texting with Paul and it was like just the giving (coughs) shit. Like when the Leafs blew a 3 1 lead, I'm just texting Paul going, So that was a fun round of playoffs. He's like, I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) Like they even like, Habs fans even. Bought a billboard in Toronto recently saying, "Just hey, Leafs fans, just know that the Leafs blew a three-one lead." All right, cool. <laughs> yeah, my brother is a die-hard Toronto Maple Leaf fan. I'm That's a tough. die-hard Habs fan, so it it's an interesting combo. I as soon as the Habs beat out the Leafs, I hung up my Habs jersey outside, and all the neighbors were like, "Don't talk to me." 
That's so awesome. <laughs> it was like I was shunned from the neighborhood. It was great. <laughs> I don't know how it happens, but every single time I go to Calgary, somehow my Oilers jersey is in the bag and it comes with me and gets to put on when I'm going out somewhere. I don't know why or how. It just always happens. happens what do you do? Yeah. yeah. Well, Danny took me to my first NHL game in Toronto because, you know, it's right here. Yeah. So it was Toronto versus Pittsburgh. And I told him I was going to wear a Habs jersey. And he was mortified. He's like, you cannot <laughs> show up there wearing that. You will get your ass beat. That's so funny. You didn't get your me- ass beat in Toronto. You get your ass beat in like Philadelphia or, or Boston. I don't know. Toronto fans are pretty hardcore. Because I'd wear a Habs jersey to a Toronto Maple Leafs game, and I would not worry at all. Yeah. But it, they weren't even playing the Habs. That was the worst part. I know. that That's playing with fire a little bit. You're just like, <laughs> I want you to know that I'm rooting for neither team because you both fucking suck. Eat it. <laughs> well, Danny went and bought me a child size Penguins jersey for that game. I wore it. I bit the bullet. That's so fucking funny. The fact that it's child size and she probably like scarfed down like a foot long sandwich and then like three (laughs) slices of pizza and then like a bucket of fucking chicken wings. Yeah. In an hour. I I like food. I don't know. Yeah. So does everybody else. But then you look like Sean and I and then you don't like it's ridiculous. (laughs) It's the Italianness. What can I say? Yeah. We just eat. The jeans. What do you do? Right. (laughs) It's true. Yeah. And to be honest, the four original brothers are all so skinny, but they eat. That's they true. Eat. No. My fucking and dad makes like four or five grilled cheese sandwiches for lunch when he's eating. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is like, if I did that, not only would I like die from being so full, but I would like be a thousand pounds in a couple weeks yeah but your dad like fucking works for a living he does yeah like he's climbing things he's carrying heavy shit like yeah like you're you're, he's a machine yeah he's like the definition of a blue collar guy like he like yeah like the quickest like nail gun in the west like it's fucking nuts pretty much i'm just picturing like a nail gun spinning and then him hitting it like that's funny like I always like to paint this picture for people, but my dad, like in the seventies building houses in Toronto, he had like a huge Afro, like hair down below his shoulders and a huge beard. He wore an apron with an ax on one side and a hammer on the other and was like hugely muscular. And all he wore was the tiny, tiniest, tiniest little booty jean shorts he didn't know that that's what they were at the time. He just thought it like his jeans wore out and he'd cut them into shorts. But it was like ridiculously small Daisy Duke shorts that he wore. And that was like him walking around in the 70s building houses. Like, <laughs> See, every time funny. my dad talks about Steve, he like, he says he's such a hard worker and like he probably burns so many calories working. That's why he's so skinny. And yeah. that's what my dad always says. He's like, he was just like a nonstop worker. So yeah, that I sounds mean, like him. Yeah, he's a workaholic in ways. I'm like, Daddy, stop working so much. But well, funny story about that. My dad retired. I want to say ten, eight or nine years ago, maybe something like that. Yeah, and he opened his own business after he retired to do it on the side for fun, and then he went out and got a job after that because he wasn't busy enough with his side business (laughs) so he works three days a week as he's retired that's awesome 
at the same time, he's going to live forever because he's always got shit he has to do. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Even, even then, like, you hear stories like, I keep on hearing about how he's sanding the deck, but this has been going on for like a month and a half now. <laughs> and so, like, how sanded does this deck need to be? Like, it's well, like, you're like two months funny- in on the project. I think it's fucking sanded now. <laughs> <laughs> the funny part about that is he started sanding the deck by hand with one of those like little mouse sanders. Like the handheld sanders. And I was like, Dad, you're not getting anywhere. So my mom and I, <laughs> behind his back, because he, he wouldn't he wouldn't let us do this if he knew, we rented a floor sander. And we went to town on it. And he came home, he's like, hmm. And then just walked away. <laughs> just upset. That's he was funny. so mad at us. He's like, why'd you do that? And I was like, look, we got it done in four hours rather than a whole summer. Uncle Larry is so brilliantly stoic. And like when he does crack a joke, it's like you never see it coming too. Like he's just so like I don't know. Yeah. He looks like he he was a like an Irish crime boss from like the eighties. He always has this like trilby hat and uh, <coughs> like he like he there's something and it's just like a seriousness to him. And then when he had his motorcycle, forget about it. Like you knew like someone may have had their knees broken by a lead pipe by Larry's hand at some point. Like. <laughs> But like now, now you see him and he's just like, like it's his way or the highway kind of thing. But like, but he's such like a very giving and caring man that you're just like, all right, like I can tolerate that. Whatever you want, Larry, it's whatever you need. All the sides men have that toughness, right? Yeah. Yeah. When Thomas did his cross Canada drive, when he was moving back to Montreal, yeah, I told my dad and he's like, well, I'm booking him a hotel. Okay. I'll let him know. (laughs) <laughs> like the last four days he's like no no, no. two days he's staying here <laughs> i was uh, like oh yeah like i was gonna pop in for like a, i was gonna pop in for coffee and like stay in toronto and then just go home yeah and he goes like he calls me he goes uh, so thomas is there any way that i can convince you to stay in barrier for a few days i'm like i mean probably huh. he goes, well we'll put you up in a hotel i'm like okay i'm convinced like it like <laughs> it wasn't like it wasn't like I was against the idea of just being in Barry. Yeah, and it was nice. Like we had dinners and then uh, hung out at uh, Deanna's neighbor's place. And then we went out for chicken wings or we went out for beers. We went out to, yeah, it was a nice time. That's amazing. Yeah. 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 But like it, like Thomas said, it's his way or the highway. Like you're not saying no to him. It's just. But his like, his options are always so good. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. I will do that. Yeah. Right. Twist my rubber arm, Uncle Larry. I guess I'll have to do what you want here. <laughs> like he's not unreasonable at all. That's awesome. No. Yeah, no. yeah it's good stuff though. Yeah. Good family. That's what it is, right? Yeah, it's nice. That's one thing that like me and Thomas having this podcast has helped. You know, we're bringing a portion of our family together, me and him getting to know each other now, like having the awesome opportunity to get to have this conversation with you and like meet you, you know, we're family. Yeah. So that's cool. Although he calls me out on a lot of stuff on the podcast. So that's know. funny. I, I don't think so. I, I don't the think you have any examples of this. What's that? I don't think you have any examples of that. The turnaround. Uh, the conversation about Steve when uh, your dad died. <laughs> and, and, um, what was the other one you said? Oh, I'm the reason why you know the family now. Um, I never said that. You say that all the time. That is what you say. <laughs> I, I he takes credit for that. our podcast, Sean. I have to say this, like, 
you guys fucking smash that glass for me. Now, every time I'm talking to my dad and he's like, turn around, all I can see is like, slow. <laughs> I'm like damn you guys. <laughs> Uh, I laughed like, so hard when I heard that. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> now Steve thinks I'm the bad niece. Like, what did he do? Oh, no, <laughs> no, no. It's there's... like in my head now. Anytime he's like, yeah, so I turn around and, you know, I did the dishes while Doreen was cooking. And then I, yeah, then I turn around and went to the grocery store. I'm like, God damn it, Dad, stop turning. You're going to get dizzy. <laughs> I'm dizzy. Yeah. But like it's done with love. Like if you can't like pick on your family, then what can you do? But like again, like I've gone like we've all said Steve is like the biggest sweetheart there is. Like when I first moved to Edmonton, like he called right away, going like I understand you live in Edmonton now, so let's get coffee. And he was just so welcoming right off the bat. And sure, he spun like the Tasmanian devil to get there, but fuck, it was really nice. (laughs) (laughs) It was no, but it was really nice. Yeah, yeah. He finally listened to that episode, and I was like. Uh, what do you what do you think about the charm? He's like, yeah, yeah, it was funny. Uh, <laughs> it's as long like as his feelings to, aren't hurt because it's done. Like I listened to it and then I I turned around and I went out to the kid. <laughs> <laughs> Not even phased. I, I just, I, I just as long as he knows that there's nothing but love behind it. It's oh, good. of course, yeah. No, that's funny. Yeah. I thought it was yeah. fucking hilarious. I'm still yeah. laughing about it. So. <laughs> <laughs> We have those things we say and we don't realize what other people think of them. You know what I mean? And it's pretty damn funny. Oh, yeah. We all have our, like, crazy little quirks. It's like, true. Yeah. And, like, like Deanna does not stop fucking eating. So, <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure she's preparing a, a three-course meal while this podcast is happening. So. No, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, my dad does not. He's totally against tacos. I don't know why never understood it and huh. every day i'm off and like thinking about tacos i'm like danny let's go get some tacos and he's like why what is your obsession with tacos I'm like because i can't have it here yeah that's understandable also tacos like, fucking rule tacos are the shit yeah yeah although i tried this one like local place here in barry i can't go back it, this i so i like to try different things I ordered one fish taco, one chicken, and one beef. Yeah. The fish was not cooked. Uh, it no. took one bite and it was still like opaque. And ever since then, I can't eat a fish taco. I just can't yeah. do it. Every time no, I get a fish taco, ruins it. That's tough. Yeah. Every time I get a fish taco, I always quote, I love you, man. And just go, man, these fish tacos are the tits. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't matter. I just can't who, go back to them now. <laughs> it doesn't matter who I'm with. I was like with my buddies, like parents. I'm like, oh man, these fish tacos are the tits. What'd you say? Oh, you guys never seen I Love You, man, eh? <laughs> Tough crowd. <laughs> Tough crowd. I've never had a fish taco. I'm saving myself for a coastal city. I want to eat yeah. it like somewhere along one of the east or west coasts. I'm afraid yeah. to do it like in Edmonton. Edmonton's not known for its like fresh fish. So I want to wait. A landlocked like place that. is not known for their fish. I know, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> One of these days, I hear they're wonderful. Like the the yeah. shrimp tacos at Mucho Burrito are pretty fucking wonderful, though. Yeah, I can attest to that. Yeah, interesting. Well, we do have a Mucho Burrito. I can oh, try yeah. that someday. Yeah, they just came. They they're new to Quebec now, and I'm fucking what? happy about it. Yeah, we just got them. Huh. We've had Mucho yeah. Burrito here for so long, and oh, like. Go to for nachos and stuff. Oh, like Mucho Burrito was like 
if I'm hungover and I have to go to work, I'm getting a fucking burrito. But you're, I also know that you're playing with fire because like, if you're chowing down on a burrito, like you're like there's two of things: you're either gonna feel so good after, or you're gonna feel like garbage, and you're gonna see that burrito in reverse. Like it's not. That's true. Yeah. Have you ever had one of their like massive burritos too? Yes, I've I've done. Like this big and like that big around, like yeah. There's a there's a place here called Quesada, and they have three sizes, so they got like regular, large, and then big ass. Yeah. Big ass burrito. Nice. Yeah. We the only thing I don't like about Quesada is they put a lot of cilantro and stuff, and I I'm okay with a little bit. Yeah. But I'm the same way. Yeah, can, it's just I can't do a fuck ton of cilantro. It's just ruined. Like it takes over the flavor completely, right? It does. It's okay for like the tiny bits, but like as soon as you put too much in there, I'm done. I'm turned off. That's it. Yeah, that's completely understandable. Yeah. Yeah. I just fucking cilantro. Some... What a garbage <laughs> spice. <laughs> be oregano or be nothing. Too. Am I right? Yeah. yeah. Fucking a. I keep saying to Danny that I want to go to Mexico and like, I want to go like in November. And he keeps saying to me, can't go to Mexico because you don't like cilantro. They put cilantro <laughs> in everything. And I was like, I'll suck it up. I like how that's like the one thing. Nope. Can't do it. <laughs> can't Until do you it. start sucking up about cilantro. We can't go to Mexico because I don't want to hear yeah. you bitch about cilantro once. <laughs> I think, I think he's more worried about going to Mexico because he hears the bad raps about it, but. I want to go back to that place in Jamaica where we were at for your wedding. That was fucking unbelievable. I know. That was the food there was amazing. Yeah. Who would have thought jerk chicken pizza was a thing? That'd be interesting. Well, when I drove, I was talking on a previous podcast, I had jerk chicken uh, eggs Benedict once, and that was fucking unreal. Just jerk chicken, anything is just the best. Yeah. That was in Uh, Northern Ontario, wasn't it? Yeah. That was in uh, Sault Ste. Marie. Yeah. Uh, but um, like when we were there in uh, for Deanna's wedding, uh, Michelle's uh, fiance David, like he fucking eats like Deanna does, and he doesn't gain a pound of weight. Like you've seen David, like uh, yeah, he's like a thin fella, but fuck, he he can fucking eat. Like he, he would order two main dishes at the fancy restaurant, so he'll go like, I'll have the steak and this, and I'll have the chicken and this. So he's like, so that's two mains. He goes, I know what I'm about, sir. <laughs> and then for dessert, he'd go to the local grill and then get a couple orders of jerk chicken. He's a fucking machine. That's insane. But the food was so unbelievable. The, do you remember the fancy like dinner under the star night? That only you and Danny went to? No, 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 no. Like it was in like the oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, now so they I had like this really fancy dinner in. It was supposed to be outside under the stars, but it was raining that night. So they moved everything inside. So these fancy meals, I cannot stand. You get a chicken breast the size of a toonie. Yeah. Like, this is not my forte. I want big portions. So one of my bridesmaids at the wedding, he, like, her husband is a trainer and he's huge. Like, he is a big guy. He looks at me, I look at him, he goes, are we hitting the burger place after this? Because this ain't sufficing it. (laughs) And even at the wedding, all my bridesmaids were passing their steak down to their husbands afterwards. And I was like, hello, right here. (laughs) This one needs a steak. (laughs) That is funny when you go to like, you know, someone's like really recommends a place. So they take you to this like really fancy place and you're getting like fancy rich person portions. 
and you're yeah. like, what the fuck is this? I am right? used to the bargain bins. What are you giving <laughs> me right now? Like, get the fuck Four out of here. Yeah. Sometimes it's, and it's like, if it's delicious too, you're like, why are they doing this to me? I ate right. that in two bites. Why, why are they giving me two bites of this shit? Can I order just six of these? Can you keep the other on? It's annoying. I, I agree 100% on that one. And it's like, you get the bill and you're like, what the fuck? Are you serious right now? No. I could have bought yeah. 10 of these goddamn things. Yeah. <laughs> so so De- Deanna's wedding was the first time I ever emceed anything. And it's now becoming like a thing I just do at people's weddings. So since I don't her- know why you've never done it before. Like You've got the personality for it. For yeah. sure. Like she asked me, she's just like, Can you MC my wedding? I'm like, I don't know what that means. She just like hosts the wedding. I'm like, that I can fucking do. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but then the week before you called me and you're like, So what do I gotta do? And I was like, Honestly, I, don't know. Like, I didn't know what I the job entailed. Yeah. yeah. Like, so she just found it like you introduce us, you bring up people to do speeches, and then you kind of try and get people on the dance floor. I'm like, done like and i like i i've done it since i did it for my friend scott and Lael for their wedding and then i'm doing it again for my cousin mitchell uh when he gets married in march and then i'm going to be doing it for michelle's wedding whenever that tends to happen so i think it's like a now I just a job title i have huh i want that wedding to happen so bad yeah i don't think it's gonna happen in jamaica anymore i think it's gonna happen at edmonton now but i don't care i'll go yeah sweet <laughs> Yeah. I will go. Yeah, so Sean, if you need an MC, an experienced MC for when you and Crystal tie the knot, like I know a guy. Yeah, me and Crystal have already talked. (laughs) (laughs) In my experience, though, make your wedding small because the less opinions, the better. That makes sense. That's very good advice. Yeah, like we had 30 people in ours and it was, that's all you need. That's yeah. literally all you need because any more and there's, oh, I don't like to eat this and I don't like, I'm like, you know yeah. what? You're eating whatever I freaking pick and that's <laughs> it. That's the end of the story. That's I don't get story. people that are like that for weddings. Like, oh, I hear them going to a wedding and I go, cool, I will see you there. And like, that's all you'll hear from me. Me too. Right? Whereas right. like, I, I every, like all these people are just like, oh my God, they're getting married on this day. You know how inconvenient that is for me? I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I've heard that shit too. People bitching about stuff like that. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm I, when I go to a wedding, I'm there to do a few things, enjoy watching the people like get their fucking wedding day and all that party, mm-hmm. have fun, dance, and laugh. Those are the most yeah. important things, right? Yeah, just show yeah, up, have true. a good time, be ready to socialize with people. Like, like yeah. I'm the kind of guy at a wedding. Like, I'm meeting fucking everybody. Oh yeah. Weddings from, are fun, man. I love from weddings. Nona to like the third cousin thrice removed. Like <laughs> I'm meeting fucking everyone. That's awesome. Yeah. The best part is though, when you do a destination wedding, I gotta say, because you know everybody before the wedding. So there is no shyness. It is oh. I am getting hammered and I am having fun. That's yeah. nice for sure. That was a yeah. that was like a fun thing because we all got to like we did like these dinners and there was like that getting to know you stage. And then there was there was also like the buildup all week. So when I met Danny's parents, I'm going to be like, okay, cool. So I'm the MC. So don't worry. I'm going to introduce you guys for your speech. And like Danny's parents aren't talkers. So they were just like speech. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, the 
father uh mother of the groom <laughs> speech that happens at every other wedding ever since the dawn of weddings <laughs> and they were like what no one told us i'm like you know the thing that happens at every wedding cool so you just let me know when you want to go and i'll uh, introduce <laughs> you guys and they're like what <laughs> pure look of fear so like i like the whole week though like it was like we got there on the sunday and then the wedding was on the wednesday so like i had like three days of just like you hope you guys prepared something because i'm gonna do it to you <laughs> regardless and That's then awesome. like i introduced them and like danny's mom took the microphone and just like just gave like pieces of advice which is all like you kind of have to do it was fucking wonderful I don't even remember anybody's speeches because I had a cold the entire time. The whole <laughs> wedding, I was drinking and on cold meds. So Lovely. I yeah. said I do after I pulled the prank. So, you know, that was the most important part. She had Pulled me introduce them as Mr. and Mrs. Danny and Deanna Sides. Wow. Yeah. The entire wedding, I was like, Danny, you're taking my last name. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't happen. It didn't Ultimately, happen. he just have to change a few letters, right? He has a right? D in there. He has the SI. Yeah. It's not yeah. a whole lot. Like, you know, it's just called an amalgamation of my name and your name. Now we're both exactly. just like. Oh, we take the SID from your name. We'll take the ES from my name. What do we got? Oh, look, we got sides now. Like, uh, yeah. It ha- whoops it happened <laughs> <laughs> that's funny look at this fun natural what. mistake yeah. But, yeah i always bug my best friend about that because his woman and his names combined would be hot ham that's awesome and i'm like you guys need to become the hot hams or <laughs> another oh. buddy of mine the van munzes because her last name was van and his last name is munz and i was like you guys could become the van munzes like fucking what are you doing what do you mean you're not taking both names? What the fuck is wrong with you? You could be the Van Munzes. Who wants to be the Munzes? Be the Van Munzes. Fuck. But they didn't do it. So my brother and his girlfriend is the best. Our last name, Sides, and her last name is Burns. That's fucking awesome. Right? <laughs> Sideburns. Like... You can create the sideburns. Don't miss this opportunity, right? Like... Oh, Too, so funny. Funny. Too funny. When I, they had probably... their kid, I was like, you have to name him. If they like tie the knot, like it's almost not worth her uh, like hyphenating. So she's like, "Hi, I'm Sides Burns." I'm like, "Fucking yes." <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Well, it you know with our last name being what it is, I don't know if you guys have such a hard time, but whenever I go places, people have to complicate it. It's always Sides. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, it's sides, literally sides. I know it should be easy. Like I always joke about this because I, you know, people are like, how do you spell that? And I'm like, you know, like sides, like four sides of the room. Like that's always mine. I use my hands. Yeah. Yeah, I I always say it's like uh, like sides, how do you spell it? Like the word sides, like left and right put together. You know what I mean? Like it's left side, right side, both of them. And they're like, they're like, what? And I, S I D E S. Like, is this. When I was living in Sudbury, it's very French up there. So when people would ask me my last name, I'm like, sides, and they look at you weird. I'm like, okay, so the English version of Cote, what is that? (laughs) And they just look at me, oh, that, okay. And they write it down. I'm like, really? I think everyone's used to like having like a fucking complicated last name. And because we're like so simple and easy, like 
no, no, no. Like I'm sure they church it up with something. There's like a silent uh, A in there, or there's like a umlaut over the I, or everyone okay. assumes that. Yeah, but really, it's just like no, like it's just sides, like yeah. just yeah. you know, you know. <laughs> well, when I when I did hyphenate my name, everywhere I go now, they get sides, which is perfect. And mm-hmm. then they look at the other name and they go Simon. I'm like, no, it's Simo. Simon. That was more complicated. <laughs> That's funny. I would yeah. fuck with them and like make it said as Simo. Yeah. yeah. Them, you know. Well, you don't want to get on the wrong sides of Simo. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah side jokes are fun. Me and Thomas got to do it like years ago when we, one of our first, I think our second meeting at the New Year's party, we were playing beer pong together. And I was like, let's switch sides. You be Thomas or you be Sean and I'll be Thomas. And it was pretty awesome. (laughs) Yeah. There's a whole bunch of like dumb jokes like that. It was, they were the best. And then like the first time you, me and Jen had dinner together, like, like I have never done the, what happens when you get three sides together or what do you get when you get three sides together? You get a triangle. Like I've never heard that joke like it was brand new to me and it was yeah i was happy to give that to you yeah (laughs) that was a nice time too just getting to know jen that way so yeah like like this podcast has been pretty great so like sean and i are super close now and then like i get periodic messages from josh just saying like i really enjoy the podcast it's nice and like we'll get him on eventually and then we've already had jen on and deanna was pissed that she wasn't our first sides on the podcast (laughs) She should have been. She should have been. Yeah. It's because I'm the creator, Thomas. <laughs> Without oh, me, you have nothing. Right? I am the reason. That's what I told him once. I was like, I'm the reason why this happened. He's like, shut up. This is a you tough spot not. for me to be in because I don't want to have to pick sides. Sean <laughs> from downtown. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I couldn't help it. That's okay. Forgiven. Well, I think that pretty much sums up the episode with all the sides puns. I think uh, (laughs) we'll wrap up here. Uh, Deanna, you're familiar with how we end the show, right? Um, Somewhat. (laughs) She's only heard like one or two episodes, I bet. Anyway. The end of every episode, we like we say our names and then go. This has been one side of the story or the other side of the story. So you're gonna join us in this. I'll I'll, uh, lead off and then Sean and then you just follow along. So thank you very much for listening to Two Side of the Story. I am Tom Sides and this has been One Side of the Story. I'm Sean Sides and this has been another side of the story. I'm Deanna Sides and this is the proper side of the story. (laughs) Wow, ballsy. Have a great week, everybody. <laughs> Have a great week. Bye. Bye. Size of the story. Two sides of the story. Two sides of the story. With Tom and Sean. Thanks for listening to Two Sides of the Story. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. Follow us on Instagram at Two Sides of the Story, on TikTok at Two Sides of the Story Pod, and if you want to send us an email, send it to Two Sides of the Story Pod. That's the number two sides of the story pod at gmail.com.